international medical graduates' experiences before and after migration, a meta-ethnography of qualitative studies. The authors are Mo Al-Haddad, Susan Jemison, and Evie Germany. All authors are from the University of Glasgow in the UK. Abstract. Introduction. International Medical Graduates, or IMGs, represent a large portion of practicing doctors in many countries. Many experience difficulties, including higher rates of complaints against them and lower exam pass rates. The UK's General Medical Council, or GMC, recently set targets to, quote, eliminate disproportionate complaints, unquote, and, quote, eradicate disadvantage and discrimination in medical education, unquote. Our timely meta-ethnography aimed to synthesize existing qualitative literature on the wider personal and professional experiences of IMGs to identify factors affecting IMGs' professional practice, either directly or indirectly. Methods. In September 2019, we systematically searched Medline, Embase, Cochrane, PsycInfo, ERIC and ED Research for peer-reviewed qualitative and mixed methods articles that described experiences of IMGs. We extracted participant quotes and authors' themes from included articles and used the technique of meta-ethnography to synthesize the data and develop new overarching concepts. Results. Of the 1,613 articles identified, 57 met our inclusion criteria. In total, the articles corresponded to 46 studies that described the experiences of 1,142 IMGs practicing in all six continents in a range of settings, including primary and secondary care. We developed five key concepts. First is migration dimensions, which are issues considered by IMGs when migrating. Second, a challenging start, which is the stressful early period. The third is the degree of dissonance, that is between the IMG and the host country in relation to the four main barriers of language, culture, medical education and belonging. The fourth is levelling the playing field, which are interventions to reduce the impact of the barriers. And the fifth is survive then thrive, which are the adjustments IMGs made. A conceptual model that brings these constructs together in a line of argument is presented. Conclusions. This meta-ethnography, based on a large amount of diverse qualitative studies, is the first to provide a comprehensive picture of the experiences and challenges that IMGs face before and after migration. Our results should be used to guide the development of interventions aiming to support IMGs and meet the GMC targets. That was the end of the abstract and now for the main body of the article. Introduction. An international medical graduate or IMG is a doctor who practices medicine in a country different to the country where they receive their primary medical qualification. Around 40% of practicing doctors in the United Kingdom are IMGs. This figure is over 25% in the United States and Canada and over 40% in Australia, Ireland, Israel, New Zealand and Norway. 
Compared to domestic medical graduates, IMGs are more likely to receive patient complaints, have lower pass rates at postgraduate exams, and are less likely to achieve board certification. There is a similar pattern of higher complaints rates and differential attainment for doctors from ethnic minorities, some of whom are IMGs. In recognition of the urgency in addressing these issues, the General Medical Council, or GMC, recently set a target to, quote, eliminate disproportionate complaints from employers about ethnic minority doctors, unquote, by 2026, and, quote, eradicate disadvantage and discrimination in medical education and training, unquote, by 2031. A growing body of qualitative literature has sought to explore IMG's migration motives and integration experiences. Although offering valuable insights into the range of challenges IMGs experience in the country of practice or host country, published studies are typically confined to a single setting, for example, the local context of a hospital or a training program or training programs, or confined to a region while mostly relying on small study samples. Studies recruiting participants across a whole country are uncommon, and those recruiting across more than one country are rare. Yet, identifying commonalities in the experiences of IMGs, regardless of country of primary medical qualification, host country or medical specialty, might be valuable in providing some explanation for the disproportionate complaints and differential attainment. Identifying these commonalities might also be valuable for shared learning and joint efforts in designing educational interventions and policies to achieve the GMC targets. Approaching our research question from a constructivist worldview and considering our aim to provide an in-depth understanding of the experiences of IMGs worldwide, we chose to conduct a systematic review and qualitative evidence synthesis and specifically use the technique of meta-ethnography. Meta-ethnography is one of the most commonly used methods for qualitative evidence synthesis. Rather than simply aggregating existing findings, it involves developing new conceptual understandings and, quote, making a whole into something more than the parts alone imply, unquote. Our review question was, what are the personal and professional experiences of IMGs worldwide before and after they migrate to the country in which they practice? Methods. We followed Noblet and Hare's seven steps of conducting a meta-ethnography and report our findings in accordance with the eMERGE meta-ethnography reporting guidelines. Online Supplement 1 provides a summary of the guidelines with the corresponding page in this manuscript. The review protocol was registered with Prospero International Prospective Register of Systematic Reviews the ID number CRD 42020176053. Search strategy and selection criteria. Using a comprehensive search strategy developed with the help of a clinical librarian, as outlined in Online Supplement 2, we systematically searched six electronic databases. 
Medline, Embase, Cochrane, PsycInfo, Eric and Ed Research from inception until the 19th of September 2019. To identify potential additional articles, we also manually screen the reference lists of relevant reviews. Articles were eligible for inclusion if they a were published as original research articles in peer-reviewed journals, b were written in English, c explore the experiences of IMGs in any context, and d employed a qualitative design with interviews or focus groups as the primary method of data collection. Mixed methods studies were also eligible for inclusion, provided that the qualitative component was presented in sufficient detail. We excluded studies that recruited IMGs as part of a larger group of participants, for example, doctors in training, and did not separately report findings from IMGs. We also excluded articles reporting experiences of IMGs who were on short-term placements abroad or had returned to their country of primary medical qualification. Data screening and quality assessment. We imported all identified references into EndNote from Clarivate Analytics, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and removed duplicates. We then uploaded the results to Covidence from Veritas Health Innovation, Melbourne, Australia, and removed more duplicates. Titles and abstracts of all articles were screened independently by two reviewers. Mo Al-Haddad screened all articles, whereas Susan Jemison and Evie Germany each screened half of the articles. During the second stage of screening, full texts of potentially eligible articles were retrieved and assessed independently, as described above. We resolved disagreements by discussion at monthly meetings and kept a journal to record all decisions. Mo Al-Haddad read all, included articles again and extracted key study characteristics, for example, aims, country and sampling, in a spreadsheet using Microsoft Excel for Mac from Microsoft Corporation, Redmond, State of Washington. We assess the quality of included studies using the Critical Appraisal Skills Program CASP tool for qualitative research. The use of purposeful sampling of articles has been advocated as a way of making a qualitative synthesis more manageable, yet we opted to include all articles that met our inclusion criteria. The large number of studies meant that there was sufficient material for us to synthesize within each of the subtopics, for example, migration and acculturation. It also enhanced the confidence in our findings using the grade circual framework. In metaethnography, the order in which articles are synthesized can be important and remains a matter of debate. It is likely that articles synthesized earlier have a stronger influence on the development of ideas. While synthesizing articles in chronological order is common practice, some have advocated starting the synthesis with articles based on quality appraisal, also known as index papers, or combining the two approaches. To identify index papers, we assessed aim congruence, conceptual clarity, and interpretive rigour. 
Incongruence was the extent to which the aim of the article was aligned to our research question. Conceptual clarity and interpretive rigour have been previously described by Toy and colleagues. They pertain to the richness and clarity of findings and rigour of data analysis, respectively. Moal Haddad evaluated all articles in each of the three domains and scored them as high, moderate or low. First, we ordered articles from high aim congruence to moderate, then low. Within each of these three groups, we ordered articles from high conceptual clarity to moderate, then low. Within each of the resultant groups, we ordered articles from high interpretive rigour to moderate, then low. Finally, within each of the resultant groups, we ordered articles chronologically. Our index paper was therefore the oldest article that received a high score in all the domains of aim congruence, conceptual clarity and interpretive rigour. Data analysis. We imported all articles into MVivo 12.6.1 from QSR International, Doncaster, Australia, and extracted second order constructs. A second order construct, as defined by Schutz, is a concept described by the original authors and is often presented with first order constructs. These are participant quotes. Third order constructs are concepts arising from our, the reviewers, interpretations of identified second order constructs and one of the outcomes of this meta-ethnography. We coded each second order construct as a node in a similar way to that described by Toy and colleagues. We kept a memo for each node and updated it each time a new article contributed to it. This meant that we ended up with fewer nodes than the sum of second order constructs listed in the articles. Starting with Wong and Lofeld's article, we translated, that is compared, each second-order construct into the same second-order construct from the next article that it appeared in. The translation was either reciprocal or refutational, depending on whether it corroborated or refuted the argument already presented in the previous article or articles. We therefore carried out reciprocal and refutational translations by second-order construct rather than by article. For instance, many articles reported on experiences of IMGs in the initial period in the host country as being stressful. Between brackets, this was an example of reciprocal translation. But Sheikstad and colleagues reported that some IMGs trivialize these experiences. This is an example of a refutational translation. The resultant translation was that although stress was widely experienced by IMGs during this period, the experience was not universal. This contributed to our line of argument that experiences were varied and personal. We carried out the translation until all articles with the same second order construct were translated into each other and a line of argument was formed. We repeated this process for all second-order constructs and considered alternative interpretations at monthly team meetings.
Reading and rereading the articles within the context they were presented allowed immersion in the data. This allowed us to develop an overall line of argument and a conceptual model that encompassed, described and explained experiences of IMGs worldwide. The resultant synthesis was thus grounded in the published data and the accounts of the hundreds of IMGs who contributed to them. Reflexivity. The lead author, Mo Al-Haddad, is an IMG practicing in the United Kingdom. He has significant involvement in supporting IMGs in Scotland. Mo Al-Haddad recognized many of the experiences described in this article. To mitigate potential bias, all findings, interpretations, and the conceptual model were challenged by Susan Jemison and Evie Germany at monthly meetings and alternative interpretations were explored. Susan Jemison is a professor of health professions education with experience in biomedical and education research. Evie Germany is an experienced qualitative researcher with a social sciences background. Both Susan Jemison and Evie Germany were involved from conception of the project and through all stages, including reviews, checks and challenges of translations, third order constructs, the conceptual model and drafts of this article. Results. The flow diagram of study selection is presented in figure one. No article was excluded based on the language it was written in. Online supplement three provides a summary of the critical appraisal. Characteristics of included studies. Characteristics of all 57 articles included in the metaethnography are presented in the order they were synthesized in online supplement 4. Among included articles, only five used mixed methods. Articles described 46 studies that included 1,142 IMGs from low, medium and high income countries. 21 articles were conducted in Europe. 21 in the United States and Canada, 13 in Australia and New Zealand, 1 in Asia and 1 in the Middle East. A study reported in two articles included participants from two European countries, one article included participants from United States, Canada and Israel, and the rest included participants from only one country. 16 articles were set in hospitals, 13 in primary care, six in the rural setting and 17 in mixed settings, and five did not state the setting the study was conducted in. 15 articles involved IMGs in training, 13 involved IMGs in permanent posts, 13 involved a mixture of grades, 15 did not state the grade of IMG, and one article involved IMGs after migration but before employment. The synthesis. Ultimately, 56 articles contributed to the synthesis. One article was excluded as it addressed a specific issue related to the use of translators by IMGs, which was not reported in any other article. We identified five third-order constructs related to 14 second-order constructs. These are summarized in Table 1.
Line of argument. Overall, IMGs made comparisons across several migration dimensions, open bracket, safety, professional education and development, work conditions, connectedness, belonging, status and lifestyle, close brackets. To make their own individual decision to migrate and to which country they migrate to. In the host country, they faced a challenging start to varying degrees. There were four main barriers, open bracket, language, culture, medical education, and belonging, close brackets, that they had to overcome. The impact of these barriers was different for each IMG, depending on the degree of dissonance in relation to each of the barriers. Support to reduce the impact of the four barriers could level the playing field. IMGs aim to survive initially, then adjust to overcome these barriers and thrive, as depicted in figure two. We will now describe each of these third order constructs. Third order constructs. Migration dimensions. Migration and the decision to migrate were governed by the balance of a variety of push, pull and plant factors. Push factors are those that push people away from a country. Pull factors are those that pull them to a certain country. And plant factors are those that keep them planted in the country they reside in. These factors might be better considered along certain dimensions. For example, war, Political instability, violence and crime could all be seen on a personal safety continuum, which has extremely unsafe on one end and very safe on the other. Each individual IMG and their family were on a certain point on this continuum and naturally considered moving to the very safe end of the continuum. There were many dimensions that IMGs considered in their decision to migrate. Each of these dimensions was thus a push, pull and plant factor depending on where the IMG was when they considered migration and between which countries they made the comparisons. Comparisons were repeatedly made, typically but not exclusively, between country of origin and host country. These comparisons were relative and subjective. In the case of migration from a war-torn country to a politically stable country, the difference was stark, but differences in other dimensions were not always as clear-cut. Another dimension was opportunities for professional education and development, which was both a push and pull factor. This dimension was also considered when contemplating whether to remain in the host country, go back to the original country, or migrate elsewhere. An example of the latter was seen in the accounts of IMGs who did not have opportunities to develop professionally in Ireland and were considering moving elsewhere, for example to the United States. Work conditions and pay were other dimensions that IMGs considered. The difference between countries could be stark. For example, when comparing these in some low-income countries with higher-income countries. It could also be more subtle, for example, migration of UK doctors to Australia or between Nordic countries.
Connectedness, belonging and status were other dimensions that IMGs considered. On these dimensions, IMGs generally moved towards a country where they felt less connected and had a lower sense of belonging and status compared with their own countries. As such, connectedness, belonging and status could be seen as factors that kept IMGs planted in their original countries. As the levels on these dimensions improved for IMGs, they acted as plant factors that tied them and their families to the host country. IMGs made these evaluations in the different dimensions based on their values, perceptions and judgments. There were no clearer examples of the subjectivity of these dimensions than in the dimensions of lifestyle and adventure, which were both cited as factors considered when IMGs migrated. The comparisons made and ultimate decisions to move were not only made between countries but also between regions, for example urban versus rural settings. A challenging start. We found that the initial period when moving to the new country was challenging. IMGs reported suffering a sense of loss. Having suffered financial loss, they also suffered loss of social connections and professional status. The period from landing to resuming professional roles as doctors was a challenging one, especially when sitting licensing exams. Information about these exams could be hard to find, and the assessment methods could be alien, all leading to a heightened state of anxiety regarding the licensing process. Added to that, IMGs often had to find other jobs to sustain them and their families until they passed exams. The pressure led some IMGs to abandon a career in medicine, especially women who often felt that it was their responsibility to look after their families and children. For some IMGs, for example refugees, there was the added stress related to the uncertainty about visas and residency status. It was also during this period that IMGs had to secure their families' basic human needs from accommodation to schooling and banking, adding to the anxiety and stress. Once IMGs obtained their licenses, they competed for posts with domestic medical graduates and often lost out to the competition for popular posts and had to settle for less popular ones, often in areas remote to where they landed. This could lead to separation from their families, which negatively affected their mental well-being as they lost a vital source of comfort and support. IMGs suffered culture shock and disorientation at the workplace once they commenced their posts. Their first few days and weeks were a source of immense stress and anxiety as they found themselves in an unfamiliar environment that they had to fit into quickly. They were unclear about their roles and the roles of other professionals within the multidisciplinary team. Communication could be challenging, leading IMGs to sometimes become withdrawn. They were at risk of misunderstanding and being misunderstood. On the background of the stresses already mentioned, some IMGs had little resilience to withstand this pressure, and some suffered negative psychological impacts that had affected them for a long time. Degree of dissonance. 
The four main barriers that IMGs faced appeared to be the differences in language, culture, medical education and belonging. It was the extent to which the IMG's language, culture and medical education differed from the host countries, how weak their sense of belonging and the extent of bias they faced that determined the degree of difficulty they endured. As a result, these barriers were experienced differently by each IMG. For most IMGs, language difficulties were described as the biggest barrier, especially in the initial period. This included difficulties with dialects, accents, colloquialisms, vernacular terms, sarcasm and idioms. Although IMGs attended courses if available, these did not prepare them for the necessary language skills required at the workplace, where abbreviations and special terms were used. Some IMGs found it difficult to express themselves, especially when a response was expected quickly. That resulted in avoiding speaking and discussions, especially in groups, which IMGs feared came across as lacking knowledge. This also made it difficult for IMGs to socialize at work, which made it more difficult to fit in and made some IMGs feel like outsiders. The cultural differences that IMGs faced included culture in the workplace and in society at large. An IMG who was a native to the host country but qualified in another country did not suffer culture shock in society compared with an IMG who immigrated from another country. However, the former was likely to suffer a workplace culture shock, especially if a country of primary medical qualification had a very different healthcare system and workplace culture. The same principle applied to differences in medical education between country of primary medical qualification and host countries. Some IMGs immigrating from a medical education system where the emphasis was more on knowledge and science found it challenging to work in a healthcare and medical education system where there was more emphasis on communication skills and place patients rather than science at the centre of care. Some IMGs did not understand what was expected of them, for example in a communication skills session or exam. They sometimes thought the session or exam was about obtaining accurate information, reaching the correct diagnosis and devising the best management plan when the emphasis was more on how they interacted with patients. Some teaching and assessment methods could also be alien to them. Some IMGs felt alienated and that they did not fit in or belong in their new workplace and communities. They did not feel they were trusted as their practice was constantly being observed and felt unfairly judged if they made a mistake similar to one made by a domestic medical graduate. Some were made to feel unwelcome and were subjected to overt or subtle racism, marginalization and or discrimination. They could experience institutional and systematic discrimination that put them at a disadvantage when entering the profession, training programs and progressing within these. Leveling the playing field. Interventions that targeted these barriers could reduce their impact on IMG's progress and mental health. Orientation programs were not universally effective. When comprehensive, they orientated IMGs to their new workplace 
and socio-political environment, helping reduce the impact of the cultural barrier. IMGs were expected to perform at a high level from the start, despite their disorientation and stress. Allowing a longer period to settle in before assuming their full duties would give IMGs time to work on reducing the impact of language, culture and medical education barriers. Language courses appear to reduce the impact of the language barrier to some extent. Well-designed and context-focused language and communication training, as well as targeted medical education training, could also reduce the impact of the language and medical education barriers respectively, although empirical evidence is required to support that. Mentors or buddies were invaluable in reducing the impact of some of the barriers and alleviating some of the stress for IMGs, as did immigrating to a welcoming community and workplace with supervisors who were familiar with the needs of IMGs and were able to support them. Survive, then thrive. Ultimately, IMGs migrated to improve their personal and professional lives. During the initial period, they just wanted to survive. They had to quickly adjust and adapt to fit in. Initially, especially when language, culture and medical education were very different, they tried not to stand out and contributed as little as possible to discussions. All the while, their senses were on high alert. They looked at, listened to, and learned what people around them said and how they said it, what they did and how they did it, how they interacted with others, what they valued, and what was culturally and socially acceptable and what was not. IMGs adjusted to a lower status that could be frustrating and extended this adjustment to within the community. At times, the adjustment was to downgrade career plans and level of ambition. Nevertheless, IMGs forged ahead by using what they learnt in their initial heightened state of awareness and continued making adjustments. They adjusted the way they spoke, wrote and acted to blend in. Table 2 summarises the confidence in our findings using the grade circle method. Discussion this meta-ethnography is a comprehensive synthesis of the published qualitative literature spanning from 1997 to 2019 and reporting the experiences of more than 1,000 IMGs. We aim to enhance understanding of experiences that were common to all IMGs regardless of host country and country of primary medical qualification. We did this by developing five third-order constructs and a line of argument that helped explain these experiences in a way that is both comprehensive and accessible. We have presented a conceptual model that explains how these constructs are related. We found that there were commonalities in the experiences of IMGs worldwide, but each IMG was unique. Our findings provide a simple and pragmatic framework to guide the understanding and assessment of each IMG's circumstances, experiences and needs. To our knowledge, our meta-ethnography is the only qualitative evidence synthesis covering the broad range of experiences of IMGs before and after migration. Other available reviews have used different methods and have focused on specific issues or time periods in relation to IMGs. Jalal and colleagues, as well as Mikalski and colleagues, 
conducted systematic reviews and aggregated themes from empirical studies into categories. These reviews focused on intercultural issues and transitioning. In relation to these two topics, both reviews highlighted similar second-order constructs to the ones we identified. However, our methodology allowed us to develop these constructs further into third-order constructs to provide a deeper understanding of the interplay of these constructs within the wider global contexts and the IMG's journeys. Ho and Chang conducted a meta-ethnography on the acculturation and socialization experiences of migrant care workers, but included only three studies with IMG participants. They focused on acculturation and described similar findings to ours with regards to adaptation. In a realist synthesis of 62 articles addressing interventions to support IMG's transition to the host country, Keon colleagues highlighted the importance of organizational, training and individual level considerations when designing these interventions. The individualized approach aligns with our findings of the individual nature of the challenges faced by each IMG. Furthermore, Terry and Le explored the concept of social capital among IMGs. They posited that bridging social capital, these are relationships across groups, as opposed to bonding social capital, which are relationships within groups, between IMGs and host country society was necessary for acculturation and upward mobility. We found that IMGs were aware of this, yet found it difficult at times to form these bridging relationships and felt excluded. We identified this isolation as part of the fourth barrier that IMGs face. Again, there were varying degrees with which this was experienced. This study is not without limitations. However, some of these may indicate important avenues for future research. First, all studies included in this review were conducted in high-income countries. This might be because these countries rely heavily on IMGs to deliver healthcare. Moreover, the publication dates of articles in this synthesis span from 1997 to 2019. Although this meant that we provided a comprehensive picture of all available published qualitative literature on the topic, it is also possible that some of the specific issues explored in these articles might have changed or have been resolved over the years. A further limitation that applies to most qualitative evidence synthesis is that qualitative research is often not well indexed. The qualitative filters that we used, however, had a 95% sensitivity in Medline and 94% sensitivity in Embase and PsycInfo. Last, the quality of any evidence synthesis depends on the quality of identified primary research and, in our case, the quality of included studies was variable. With the areas of well-being and colleague relationships with IMGs being significantly understudied. Our findings and conceptual model provide a useful framework to view the experiences of IMGs worldwide and provide insights into potential causes of disproportionate complaints and differential attainment. It might help IMGs to know that their experiences are shared, to look out for stressors, 
and act to mitigate them and seek support at specific points in time. Our model is comprehensive yet accessible and easy to use in a pragmatic way for individual IMG's needs assessment or to help those who are in immediate contact with IMGs, for example, from colleagues and supervisors to members of the multidisciplinary team to understand IMG's experiences. This will hopefully encourage these colleagues to nurture and support IMGs to enable them to thrive for the benefit of IMGs, colleagues, patients, and the healthcare systems within which IMGs work. Moreover, the model and concepts we present are of practical use to guide policymakers in countries that rely heavily on the IMG workforce to design policies that are IMG friendly to help, quote, eliminate disproportionate complaints from employers, unquote, and, quote, eradicate disadvantage and discrimination in medical education and training, unquote. To achieve these goals, we recommend that our findings are used to raise awareness of experiences and challenges IMGs might face, especially to their immediate supervisors. Those working alongside IMGs, supervising them or employing them should strive to level the playing field for IMGs to improve their experiences and facilitate integration. Policymakers should take our findings into account and strive to create IMG-friendly policies, especially if the host country relies heavily on IMGs in delivering healthcare. Specific interventions at specific times should be designed to address the individual needs of IMGs. And attention should be given to the under-researched aspects of the IMG experience, including well-being and colleague relationships. Acknowledgements. The authors wish to thank Helen Elwell from the British Medical Association's library for her help with the literature search. We would also like to thank the anonymous reviewers of previous versions of this article for helping us improving it. And finally, thank you for listening. <laughs>